to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste. And the destination 1907. No history of Taiwanese art could be complete without Yang Sanlang. A man whose career spanned most of the 20th century, Yang was a Western-style painter of both great intensity and sensitivity. This was an artist who described painting as a battle. But this was also the man who said that colors live mysterious lives, and who always noticed the colors of things, even in moments of great personal danger. Today, much of Yang's work is on display in the Yang Sanlang Museum, located just outside of Taipei, in the area where the artist grew up. Joining us from the museum today to discuss Yang's life and work is the artist's son, Daniel Yang. Yang was born in 1907, just 12 years after Taiwan was brought under Japanese colonial rule. Japan by this point had absorbed much Western culture, including art, and it was through Japanese artists that Western painting filtered into colonial Taiwan. The work of one Japanese artist in particular had a life-changing impact on a teenage Yang Sanlang when he came across it face-to-face in a shop window. His interest in oil painting started when he was 13 years old, around 1920. On his way to his grade school, he saw in the show window of an art supply store a painting of Japanese artist called Shochiku Toho. The impact was so strong, and that is how his interest in oil painting took form. I really haven't seen the original of that painting. Of course, it's a Western-style painting at that time, and it's very new. Of course, Shotsuki was known to be an Impressionist, so probably he was impressed with that kind of color. Yang decided to become an artist, but there was an obstacle, his father. If he was going to study art seriously, he'd need to leave home. Yang began working on a secret plan. My grandfather told my father that there was no way he can survive and make a living as an artist and strongly asked my father to change his mind. But despite of his father's opposition, he secretly found part-time labor job and worked about one year and a half to save enough money for the third-class cargo ship, one-way ticket. Japan. And in his uh, 15 years of, of age, March 5, 1922, he only told his elder brother and sneak out to head for Japan. Of course, at that time, it took seven days to reach Japan by ship. On the second day, while he was sleeping at the bottom section of the ship, he heard a ringing bell followed by a call from the staff of the ship. His name's and uh, he received a telegram from his father saying, understand your determination, do not worry, study hard and become a great artist. That's where he gave my father a great encouragement. My father has saved this throughout his life and each time he read that, he cry. At this time, Japan was a natural choice for a budding Taiwanese artist looking to study Western art. There was Japanese education in Taiwan, 
And by this point, Mr. Yang says, Japan was producing first-rate Western painters, masters in their own right. There are lots of Japanese artists at that time. They are painting. They are wonderful. Not less than Picasso or Monet or something like that. In Japan, Yang flourished. Mr. Yang describes his father's early style and talks about a great honor bestowed on some of his work. As far as his painting goes, you know, at that time, it tends toward yellowish-brown tone for an often subdued effect. My father spent a total of seven years in Kyoto studying painting, but shortly afterward, he was selected three years in a row to exhibit and also become a formal member in the Shunyo exhibit. Shunyo exhibit is the most prestigious Japanese art association at that time. And it has been told it was the first and the last time the Taiwanese able to be selected as uh, their members. It was a surprise, uh, even for Taiwanese uh, media at that time. They have a lot of reports and a lot of paper reporting that my father was selected to the Shunyo. That's the elite. The only Japanese can, can get in. What were the paintings that won Yang such extraordinary recognition? You know, this is few works, but I, I cannot find a real picture there. I saw the, one of the old Shunyo pamphlets, and it's, uh, there's uh, my father's name there, and tried to, you know, look over the page, and I couldn't find his uh, painting actually is showing, but maybe I missed it. Either somebody already bought it, or, uh, you know, it's not in our position, definitely. Back in Taiwan, Yang won even more recognition with works of his chosen for display in prestigious exhibitions like the Taiten, a regular expo of the best in Taiwanese art. Taiwanese subjects were always among Yang Sanlang's themes, and Taiwanese elements appear in his works from this early stage. I have a few, few paintings. He draw just, just one or two paintings he draw. Actually, he, he draw aborigines. That's the whatever left in the museum right now at that period. Mostly early work he presented in Japan, like bring to Japan was a Taiwan countryside, country house in Taiwan. He really emphasized his native Taiwan scenery. Despite the name Yang had made for himself as an artist, early in the 1930s, his young career hit a bump, and his disappointment sent him abroad once again. One year before he went to France on 1932, he failed to be selected to enter one of the prestigious art exhibitions in Taiwan that inspired him to go to study in France. He, he felt the need to improve his you know, style or see more. Uh, definitely his decision was right. While studying in France, Yang devoured art from every master whose work he could see. The Impressionists seem to have had a big impact on him. It's certain that he spent a long time soaking in the details of the masterworks he saw. Throughout his life, he could study a single painting for hours, just taking it all in. He obviously studied uh, Colo, Monet, he liked Cezanne, 
you know, later on, all through his life, I, when I took his, him to the museum all over the world, he each time staying every artist. Like each time he goes, it takes a whole afternoon just for like one or two penny. He stand there and he watch and watch, watch. Obviously, the excitement he found in seeing those impression artworks was great. After returning from France, he was strongly influenced by Impressionist style, yielding a brighter and richer choice of colors. Some have called Young an Impressionist. But is this a label he would have agreed with? He keeps saying, I'm not interested in following the new style. What he do is just catch the right moment of color and light to present what he thought. And that's definitely his impressionist thought, you know. He doesn't say that, but uh, I think he, he is an impressionist. Back in Taiwan in 1934, Yang and a group of other leading Taiwanese artists joined together in forming the Taiyang Fine Art Association, a group promoting Western art that's still active today. In the decade or so that followed, turbulent times came to Taiwan. But Yang continued his work undaunted through the 1930s and 40s. Next week, we'll hear about his work during the Pacific War, as painting supplies became scarce. We'll also hear about Yang's escape from a government death squad during the 228 massacres, and about Yang's daring artistic response to the bloodshed. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey.